Hello and welcome to episode 410 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, January the 14th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin by honoring Our Lady with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Saturday prayer to the most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain her patronage. My most holy mother, I see the graces which thou hast obtained for me, and I see the ingratitude of which I have been guilty towards thee. An ungrateful soul is no longer worthy of favors, but I will not on this account distrust thy mercy, which is greater than my ingratitude. O my great advocate, pity me. Thou dispensest all the graces which God grants to us miserable creatures, and for this purpose he has made thee so powerful, so rich, and so benign. He has done so, that thou mightest succor us in our miseries. Ah, mother of mercy, leave me not in my poverty. Thou art the advocate of the most miserable and guilty criminals who have recourse to thee. Defend me also, who recommend myself to thee. Say not that my cause is too difficult to be gained. For all causes, however desperate, when defended by thee, are gained. In thy hands, then, do I place my eternal salvation. To thee do I entrust my soul. It was lost. Thou then, by thy intercession, hast to save it. I wish to be, excuse me, I wish to be inscribed amongst thy most devoted servants. Reject me not. Thou seekest the miserable to relieve them. Abandon me not, who am a wretched sinner and who have recourse to thee. Speak for me. Thy son does all that thou askest him. Take me under thy protection. That is all that I ask. Yes, for if thou protectest me, I fear nothing. I do not fear my sins, for thou wilt obtain me a remedy for the evil they have done me. I do not fear the devils, for thou art more powerful than all hell. I do not even fear Jesus, my judge himself, for by a single prayer of thine he is appeased. I only fear that by my negligence I may cease to recommend myself to thee, and thus be lost. It is true that these graces are too great for me, who have not deserved them. But they are not too great for thee, who art so much loved by God. Hence he grants thee all that thou askest. Thou hast only to speak, and he denies thee nothing. Pray then to Jesus for me. Tell him that thou protectest me, and then he is sure to pity me. My mother, in thee do I trust. In this hope I shall live in peace, and in it I wish to die." Live Jesus our love and Mary our hope. And now this prayer. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. I wanted to take a look today at an article entitled, Does God Hear Our Prayers If We Are in Mortal Sin? Subtitle, We Gain No Merits and No Indulgences in the State of Mortal Sin. And this was authored by Matthew Pleasy. I had been mispronouncing his name when I discussed articles by him before. I believe it's Pleasy. He was on the 1 Peter 5 podcast recently with Timothy S. Flanders. Matthew Pleasy is a traditional Catholic convert and Dominican tertiary living in Chicago. He is an accountant and MBA business professional, proficient in Catholic apologetics. He is president of catechismclass.com and maintains his blog, A Catholic Life. 
is also the author of various publications. This was published this week at the Fatima Center, located at Fatima.org. Once again, the title is, Does God Hear Our Prayers If We Are in Mortal Sin? Mr. Pleasy begins by saying, Our prayers, fasting, and almsgiving do not profit our souls if we are in the state of mortal sin. We can gain merit and atone for sin only when we are in the state of grace. This truth of the faith is taught by our Lord himself at the Last Supper when he said in John 15 verses 4 and 5, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same beareth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Obviously, men can do things, quote unquote, when they are pagans or in a state of mortal sin. Rather, our Lord is effectively saying one can do nothing good, that is nothing good in the light of eternity, if his sanctifying grace is not in one's soul. Man is incapable of doing good for the salvation of his own soul and that of others, good that will last for all eternity without the operation of the Holy Ghost. And this is the only good that really matters. Our Lord does not mince words, nor waste words, nor waste his words. He is only concerned with that which brings us into union with his Father, and therefore teaches we must live and abide in the state of grace. Fasting, even the rigorous fasting, widely practiced by our ancestors and encouraged by Our Lady of Fatima, is not useful if we continue to live in mortal sin. Likewise, we cannot gain any indulgences for ourselves or for others, for example, the poor souls in purgatory, while in the state of mortal sin. The two basic requirements for all indulgences, whether plenary or partial, is that the person must be in the state of grace by the completion of the indulgence, and the person must also want to gain the indulgence. But this reality might lead some people to ask, why even pray in the state of mortal sin before confession? Or does God even hear my prayers if I'm in the state of mortal sin? A similar question some have asked is, does God even hear the prayers of a non-Catholic? The next section is, God still hears the prayers of those in mortal sin. There is a key distinction between having our prayers heard by God and gaining merit. Father Darren Schmidt addressed this well in his blog when he wrote, quote, Can God talk to you if you have a mortal sin on your soul? Yes, we distinguish between sanctifying, habitual grace, and actual graces. Now, the name actual grace might make it sound like we're implying other graces are not real graces, but they're named actual because they refer to particular and passing actions. Whereas sanctifying grace refers to the state of being, the habit of holiness that persists after baptism as long as we do not sin mortally. It's the difference between doing things, performing certain actions, and being human, or with sanctifying grace, being a child of God. Mortal sin takes us out of the state of grace. We lose sanctifying grace and the theological virtue of divine charity 
but God could still speak to us because those would be actual graces, passing actions that God can grant even to someone who is not in the state of grace. And he might grant them precisely to spur us to repentance, to confession, and return to sanctifying grace, end quote. Mr. Pleasy continues, Just as God can still speak to us, we can still speak to God even in sin. If this was not the case, God would not call, and people would not respond, to the call to convert to the Catholic faith as adults. Moreover, making a good confession when in the state of mortal sin is impossible without grace. Inevitably, that comes about because one has prayed to God, has a receptive disposition, and God has provided the actual grace to move the soul to true contrition. Our next section is, Sacramental absolution restores sanctifying grace and merits to our souls. Even in the state of mortal sin, we are obliged to attend Holy Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation, though, of course, we may not receive Holy Communion without sacramental confession. And we are still required to pray. Failure to do so would further increase the number of sins on our own soul. In fact, if we are struggling with sins, we are more likely to be in need of staying closer to God in prayer. If we are in the state of mortal sin, we should be more inclined to pray. Offer prayers seeking God's mercy and pardon and the strength to avoid such sins in the future. As Father Garagou Lagrange teaches, the fruits of confession are those of the virtue of humility and penance, and especially those of sacramental absolution. Sacramental absolution restores sanctifying grace to our soul and any merits we have lost, since mortal sin robs the soul of the theological virtue of charity and any merits thus earned while previously in the state of grace. However, the effects of absolution are always in proportion to the excellence of the dispositions with which the sacrament is received. Among 20 people who go to confession, each receives a different measure of grace, for God discerns difference in each one's acts. As a result, some may not receive back all of the merits lost. A general confession of past sins is also effective in order that we might have a greater contrition for sins that have already been forgiven and which may diminish the temporal punishments due to them. Note, God is not obligated to return those merits lost when we fall into mortal sin but he chooses to do so as an act of his wondrous and infinite mercy. This should mystify us because human beings rarely act thus, but God's ways are far above our ways. Above all, avoid mortal sin more than death. There is nothing more evil in the world than mortal sin. There is nothing that can send a soul to hell other than mortal sin. Yet for those who have had the misfortune to fall into this, do not despair. Continue to pray the rosary, to say other prayers that one customarily does, and to attend Mass, and make it a point to get to confession with a Catholic priest as soon as possible. Prayer to prevent one mortal sin. O Mary, Immaculate Mother of Jesus, we beseech thee, offer to the Eternal Father the precious blood of thy divine Son, to prevent at least one mortal sin from being committed somewhere in the world today. Amen. O Mary, most sorrowful mother of all Christians, pray for us. So ends the article.
and it is a great one by Mr. Pleasy. I will be attending confession later today. And if you're hearing this on Saturday, January 14th, 2023, please try to attend confession today, especially if you did not do it last week as part of the reparation to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart for the blasphemies against her Immaculate Heart. Remember, as part of the five Saturday devotion, five first Saturday devotions, one of them is attending confession. But it doesn't have to be specifically on the first Saturday of the month. Our Lord, in his graciousness, in his mercy, allows it to be within eight days. So I will be attending confession later this afternoon with the intention of making reparation to the blasphemies against the Blessed Mother's perfect, sweet, spotless, immaculate heart. What an amazing God we have, my friends. Rich in mercy, right? I believe the encyclical from St. John Paul II was Dives in Misericordia, rich in mercy. He is mercy itself. And he's always beckoning us to come to him, to the sacrament of confession. And believe me, those priests know it's not them who are forgiving the sins. They don't have that power. They act in persona Christi. It is our Lord Jesus Christ who is forgiving the sins. He's acting through the priest. So go to confession. Go frequently. Remember, it only takes one mortal sin. If you die with one mortal sin on your soul, you will be reprobated. You will go to hell for all eternity. And we don't wish hell on anyone, not on our worst enemy. We want everyone to be saved. But we know and the words of our Lord in the gospel, he talks about the, the narrow path, the, the righteous path, few finding that one. Many people, maybe even most people, we don't know a specific number, are on the broad path. And think about all the temptations, all the distractions in our world. I know the, the playoffs in the NFL start today and there will be games tomorrow too. It's Sunday. Nothing wrong with the NFL, but you tend to wonder about how many husbands and fathers are going to be at NFL games tomorrow, but they're not taking their wives and children to mass on Sunday. You got to do it. You got to get to mass on Sundays and holy days of obligation. Nothing wrong with sports. I'm a huge fan of football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, anything involving a, a ball or a stick, basically. I, I enjoy viewing or playing. But you have to get to Mass, and you have to get to confession frequently. Thank you, Jesus, for the sacraments. Let us conclude by mentioning once again, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. That's episode 277. I interviewed my sister and one of my wonderful nieces about RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for those who've been afflicted with non-speaking autism. We didn't know my niece's favorite color before RPM. 
Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius and a composer, and she's adept at languages and mathematics and has all sorts of hopes and dreams that we would have not been aware of were it not for RPM, sometimes called typing to talk or spelling to communicate by whatever name you know, by whatever name you call it. This has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers, just like sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf. Communication is a human right. So please, if you have family members or friends who are non-speakers, check out this website, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let us pray for help and for healing for non-speakers and their families. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc ernor mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc ernor mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. And a gloria patri for a special intention. Gloria patri et filio et spiritui sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Yosef. Terra Daimonem, Ora Pernobis, Sancta Raphael Archangeli, Ora Pernobis. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I adore thee profoundly, and I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference with which he himself is offended, and through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart, and of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 410 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. You can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. Most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye, and God love you.